With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Live across Gippsland on SEM Track 91.9 FM. Welcome to the Gippsland Footy Show. Gippsland Footy Show on SEN Track Latrobe Valley 91.9. Damon Healy and Cam McFam with you the Saturday morning. We have a big show coming up with Katani President Tani Rodder to join us for a chat later on the show and shortly we'll be joined by Bo Vernon. We would love you to join us and in the conversation by texting us on 0499 736 736. Good morning Cam and um, how are you this fine morning? Morning, Strut. Um, honestly, mate, I think I speak for a lot of people around Gippsland and footy, probably wider than that, when I'm pretty frustrated, I think. Oh, I think we're all frustrated, but um, it's uncertain times, and, you know, I think most leagues were going to be back this week, and unfortunately we've just been hit another curveball. We have. Um, and before we do get our first guest on, I do want to speak a little bit about something um, to do with lockdowns. Um, obviously... Politics aside, you can think what you think with all, all of that and whether we should be, we shouldn't be. Um, to me, that that's a different conversation to this one, but probably a really important one to me and an important one to a lot of people. Um, I've seen on social media a week ago, all my West Gippy friends, it's been a, a year since they all lost a friend through mental illness. I've got um, two guys I played junior sport with down in East Gippsland who we lost a year ago. Um, two of those three in particular heavily involved in football. Um, now, we'll never know if if having footy last year would have changed that, but certainly the social, the social side and the enjoyment can only be a good thing for a lot of people. So I can only encourage everyone out there to check in with their mates, footy, netball, man, woman, child, whoever it may be, check in, or if you're not feeling great, reach out to someone, whether that's a friend, whether it's through professional services or whatever it may be, because I know myself at the moment, I know plenty of mates are really annoyed and and really upset that we're not playing footy. Unfortunately, we can't change that, but we can change how people are feeling. So that was just something I wanted to get out of the way, mate, before we before we get our guests in, to be honest. No, that's really good. You make some very valid points there. I mean, um, it's like footy for all of us, you know, we play and... It's good to just go see friends and family again and go play footy with your mates, whether you win, lose or draw. Like Obviously, winning's uh, the major thing you want to do, but it doesn't always come that way. But it's just good to, you know, I guess, see people. Oh, exactly. I, I actually spoke to my mother this morning who, one of her good friends' plays for, uh, one of her good friend's sons plays for Ben Stahl. He's a really talented sportsman. I know he was struggling. Like they, they have nothing to play for. They're down the bottom of the ladder, but he just wanted to see his mates. And I think that, that probably echoes a lot of people's thoughts. So It might be uh, worth getting on the show. Um, Clint Proctor, who's just uh, brought out an app to help sporting clubs with this sort of issue, which 
He's at uh, Box Hill Hawks, who's a, um, well, he's my brother-in-law, but um, he's a Gippsland boy. So maybe we look to talk to him and, you know, the way his app's going and it might be something to change for, because it is a hard discussion at times and, you know, people have got to learn to open up and his app's another way of getting out there and, you know, trying to deal with this this issue that's in society. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Do you want to welcome our first guest on? I'm pretty excited for this one. Um, no, we haven't got our first Ooh, one just yet, mate. I'll jump the gun again. <laughs> Twice in two weeks. Yeah, you might have to read the computer, mate. Just when it says ready and not ready, so you've got to know the difference. But um, hopefully we'll get Bo Vernon on the line very shortly. Um, but, yeah. Well, well, we might as well have a talk about him. Like, he's a pretty inspirational person, let's be honest. Oh, I think for, the, um, for what he's been through in his life and his positivity on it after what's happened is just... Unbelievable, you know, for for Liam Gather and Philip Bond to consider him as a coach, and you know, his record speaks for itself. Um, you know, and hopefully we'll get him on very shortly, and we can speak about these things. So yeah, I remember you you've listened in to him earlier in the year when you guys had a buy, and you were incredibly impressed with him as a coach. Yeah, I, I remember um, playing at Liam Gather when I was at Drawn, and um, we were getting touched up massively, and um, instead of um, Oh, actually, we've just got him on the line. Are you there, Bo? Bo Vernon? Yeah, yeah. Hey, boys, how are you? Good, Bo. You're with um, myself, Damon, and uh, Cam McFan. How's your morning been? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Um, yeah, Mrs. Mrs. Uh, has uni online this morning, so I just had the, had the kids run, run them up. Fair enough, then. On, on sure dad duty. Yeah, you're keeping yeah. your hands full. Um, yeah. That's it. What it well, I just come in on that story. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I only heard Lane Gaffer and and Drawn and uh, yeah. No, well, I was I was gonna say what I found impressive by you was um you were pumping us. Um, I'm pretty sure Dunny kicked about eight that day, I reckon. And um, yeah. instead of just keep putting the foot down, you decided in the last five minutes we'll um, practice for when they have closer games to keep the footy. And they just chipped around oh. the back line for five minutes. And I don't think I've ever seen another coach like that. So I was very impressed with that. I, I don't know what your theory is behind that. Do you actually practice those sorts of things at training? And obviously, it's better to bring that on game day. Yeah, I remember. I think that was, thinking that was 2017. And, um, yeah, the year before, 2016, we went through the year undefeated. And you you don't learn too, you know, too much about tight games and, and stuff like that. I suppose we were winning uh, quite easily and then got to finals and we ended up losing. So I think in 2017, maybe some games were getting ahead, would set a target and make that, you know, the score you have to sort of get to. Um, and, and that target was probably set at three-quarter time and, um, yeah, where you sort of try and get to and then if you're, you're up on that, you're sort of trying to protect your lead and if you're a couple goals from it, you're, you're playing, you know, a bit quicker and whatnot, trying to trying to get that back so um yeah it was just a way to keep keep it interesting in the last quarter and to learn a few things and teach a few things as well Bo do you try and keep that from a motivational side as well just to give teams like you're obviously in a position where you've coached successful teams for a long period of time now do you do that to add motivation to give these guys a different challenge uh yeah 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 I suppose yeah just to keep it yeah definitely um but I, I that being said, I haven't, I haven't been doing it uh, in recent years. I'm pretty sure that was probably the only year I ever did it in 
17, I, I reckon. So, yeah, um, haven't done it of late, but um, find other ways to, yeah, keep motivated and just keep enjoying it, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. Now, we've had a look. You've got a record with Phillip Island of 41-6. and six. Your first year let you down with that record because you lost four games, but you won the premiership that year with a scoreline of 102-3. to three. Is that the most remarkable game you've ever been a part of? Oh, it was pretty phenomenal. Um, Kuira beat us both both times during the season that year, and they had a pretty tough final series um, and got a few injuries and a few sore players and, and whatnot. Um, but it was just one of those days where everything just clicked for us and we just, everything, you know, we've been working on for the year and just everything, you know, went right for us. And it was a terrible day. Like, I can't imagine being Kuira up that day. Um, obviously, you had... Uh, you know, a day to forget and at three quarter time Hale was coming in sideways for about <laughs> five minutes I reckon so uh, um, yeah it was a terrible day but everything sort of went right for right for us um, that one was yeah phenomenal phenomenal game a bit different to the two other grannies we've won where both of them been under a goal um, you know or one at Philippine one at Lean Gaffer so yeah um, Bo, uh, just a quick question more about yourself. Um, where, where did footy start for you? Because like, I never got a chance to play against you before you had your accident. But where did it all start? And you know, what was your progression through the ranks? Yeah, uh, yeah. so Dad, Dad played AFL at Richmond and Sydney and sort of oh, just really? grew up like, loving, loving footy. Dad coached as well when I was you know, three, four years of all, from when I was you know, about two to well, one or two till about four or five. Dad coached and, um, yeah, and then again when I was, what, about 12, I reckon, he coached um, as a non-playing coach uh, then as well. So just sort of always grew up around a footy club and, and loving footy and, you know, you idolise your, your parents and, and Dad being AFL footballer um, just gave me a massive passion for, for footy and, and loved it growing up. And, yeah, we sort of wasn't much of a junior comp around when I was younger and, um, I think Dad, with a few other people, started that junior comp. Uh, you know, maybe when I was you know eleven or twelve. Which junior um, comp but, was this? Sorry, Bo. Um, it was. I think um, wasn't until I moved to Phillip Island from Inverloch when I was about eleven. I reckon it would have been around yep. that time. And yep. yeah, it was like Lane Gather, Wanny, Phillip Island, Stony Creek. I reckon might have been in it. Um, yep. A few other teams, and yeah, that was where I started my footy and um, playing and, and loving it, and played at Phillip Island. Um, yeah, and, and was fortunate enough to play 15, 16s, and three years of under 18s at Gibby Power. Um, played in the Premiership there with um, yeah in 2005. Gippsland Power was only Premiership side, and yeah, with yeah with your mate. Uh, Dunny um, and a few other boys, um, yeah, and a few AFL players have gone on to do some great things like Scott Penderbury and, and Dale Thomas and the like. And yeah, I was I was the youngest player in the side that year, and uh, that was my first year at Power in the 18s. And year after, I, I did my knee and missed pretty much the whole year. And the year after that, I had injury after injury as well. But um, trained at Collingwood and Richmond, but missed out on being picked up. And yeah, I went to VFL. For a while, lost my passion for footy. Um, didn't really like the system there, but made some great mates. And um, yeah, and then went back to community level. Uh, um, played played footy back 
um, to a bone in Langapa. Yeah, okay. So VFL, because we do hear that a bit. It, it can chew people up and spit them out almost is what you hear sometimes. What? Why do you think that is, Bo? Oh, I'll play, I'll play footy for camaraderie and winning and, and mates and um, it was very individual. Yeah, I suppose Gippsland Power is a little bit that way as well. But, um, yeah, VFL was just... I suppose when I was at Power, we had a very team-orientated... You know, you everyone's there to sort of probably get drafted, but um, we had a very team-orientated, uh, you know, want-to-win um, thing rather than just play for yourself. And um, we went to VFL and, you know, you'd be playing better than all the St Kilda or Melbourne boys, not all of them, but a fair chunk of them. And, you know, you'd get maybe ousted to the twos and, and uh, you know, those blokes would be playing ones and they wouldn't really care about winning. They'd just be care about uh, getting a kick themselves to get up into the AFL and, uh, it just wasn't the environment for me um, at the time, and I went back on a bye weekend to play with my brother and mates at the island, and I just loved it. And uh, yeah, just sort of sent my passion for for putting in for um, yeah for VFL um, yeah out the door sort of thing. Yeah, fair enough. Now you mentioned your brother. I um, did play directly on him one day when I was back at Bensdale. I haven't been yeah. able to play. I wasn't able to play against you. Did you have the same level of competitiveness? Oh, I'll probably, yeah, I reckon I'd probably have a bit more competitiveness than me than me well, brother. I was probably a bit over the top, but yeah, he's um he's a hell of a player. I'd hate to play on him. Like he just uh yeah, he's 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 so good one on one, and and his attributes, you know, with his speed and jump and strength, um, yeah, he'd be a hard player to play on. Yeah, keep wrapping him up because I didn't get a kick that day. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, Bo, how are you um, keeping the team together with these? Obviously, with COVID around, you know, a bit of a stop start. Um, how, how do you keep the boys motivated? Because, yeah, it's a it's a challenge. Um, I think first and foremost, what we got to understand is that footy, you know. Um, not about you know it's easy to say I suppose when you've been in a winning culture but it's not about winning and, and losing it's about you know I suppose when I think about community football I think what you know what's the purpose and its purpose is to be a part of something all together and to get a, you know have an outlet from work and from uh, from family or, or whatnot and to to have fun and enjoy um, playing footy and and getting around people and and to feel a part of something and um, it is hard in these times to uh, you know, be connected when when we keep going into these lockdowns and whatnot. And um, but I think yeah, the number one focus of clubs should be not about you know keeping blokes fit and and motivated to succeed, but just to make sure everyone's checking in with each other and connecting with each other, and um, yeah, everyone's sort of travelling all right. And um, yeah, I think I was pretty disappointed. Um, that West Gippsland, you know, the government said we could go back um, and play football and we didn't end up. And, um, yeah, I just think uh, for mental health of people and and uh, and whatnot, that it's pretty important to get back and, and just play footy, um, not for winning, not for, not for you, know, um, you know, premierships or anything like that. It's just about getting back and, and getting around one another and, and connected. So, yeah. No, absolutely. We couldn't agree more. Um, 
we did also notice Cam Pedersen posted a rather passive-aggressive comment on the West Gippsland page, so we thought that might have been your club's position. Um, yeah, I know you said it's not way. about... Sorry, go yeah, on. Go. No, you're up. You're up. I know you said it's not about winning or losing. Um, it is about getting people involved and looking after your people. But reality says you guys are on top of the ladder at the moment. You're 10 and 1. Potentially, it looks like now, if there's going to be a footy season, we're going to be heading straight into finals. So how do you go about managing that? Uh, yeah, well, it's still unknown, isn't it? What's going to happen going forward? Um, whether push the season back a week or two. Um, I'd love to see it. A grand final on um, the Friday before the AFL grand final for whichever teams um, make it. Uh, but yeah, um, it is it's going to be changed. But at the moment, there's not much we can do. Um, it's just uh, you know, wait and see, and hopefully, we can get back training um, sometime next next week, maybe um, or playing. Um, who knows what's going on? So yeah, it's just wait and see, and you um, just roll with the punches and do what we can and and. Yeah, like, I know I said it's not about winning and losing, but we still want to create good memories, and we've put in a lot of hard work this year to uh, be where we are, and we've had great fun um, as a club this year. And, you know, in what's tough times, we want to uh, still want to create great memories and, and um, hopefully, you know, successful ones. Um, Bo, I, I see, I'll, I'll follow you on your Facebook page and I see you've gotten into cycling and uh, boogie boarding and that. Um, what other challenges you got ahead that you want to pursue? Um, yeah, not, not too much at the moment. Like, I, yeah, I'm keeping pursuing my um, hand cycling and hopefully in the next, yeah, the goal is 2024 Paralympics. Um, I want to want to um, get there and, and compete well and, and go well and, and, yeah, be a Paralympian. Um, so my hand cycling, I'm just continuing to do that. I'm trying four mornings a week for that at the moment. Um, probably once footy season finishes, might up that to five or six, uh, maybe. Um, see how the body's going and, and what's best for me but uh, and for the family. But, um, yes, training for that and want to be, you know, one of my major purposes in life is to be a disability advocate and really represent our community uh, well so um, doing some stuff in, in that space because you know prior to my accident I had no idea about people with disability and, and probably was scared of people with disability because um, yeah it was foreign to me and, and didn't want to say or do the wrong thing towards um, people with disability so yeah I really want to just break down barriers so people can live the best life they can live live there so there are a couple of the things I'm really passionate about and uh, yeah want to want to continue doing and um, yeah I don't I don't have too much um, you know, oh. on the, in, in, in the near future and the horizon but just yeah family and three kids and um, yeah loving that and yeah Personally, mate, from an outsider's point of view, I think you do a brilliant job in that space, mate, and you probably brought a lot of eyes into that space that people like myself and others probably don't know enough about. So I take my hat off to you, mate. I think you do a brilliant job in that area, and I hope you keep doing what you're doing, mate, because you are a big inspiration to a lot of people. Um, yeah. And, yeah, and I guess you want to speak a little bit about your motivational speaking you do as well? Um, yeah, yeah, well, I... Um... Yeah, get out to a fair few schools and organisations and uh, do a fair bit of um, 
speaking, obviously that's dried up at the minute a fair bit um, with all these lockdowns and whatnot. So um, yeah, that's that's pretty limited at the moment. I was thinking about maybe jumping online and maybe offering it for free just for um, some people that maybe yeah you know, are struggling or maybe not even struggling um, just in these in these tough times. You know, like I'm not saying everything's rosy and like that, but just um, you know. I've I've learned from experience that going through tough times, yeah, you know, is is challenging. Um, but a couple of things I've learned from it is that you grow from those experiences, and um, you know it makes you more resilient, makes you better for the future. And and two, what else I learned is that the community is so important. You know, when I hurt myself, had yeah, you know, community just rally behind me, and and that's so important. And I think in these times right now that we get around each other and support one another and support everyone um, in what, yeah, is quite a challenging time for a lot of people at the moment. Yep. Um, just another question from me. Obviously, um, I'm at the same football club as Dunny, and I think he's probably the nicest bloke I've ever met. Have you got any dirt on him for me? <laughs> dirt on... Uh, uh, oh, got, a, got a couple of stories. Uh, oh, I might text uh, you later tonight about them if we go home on the radio. <laughs> I reckon, I reckon uh, one that, you know, radio-appropriate, Dunny, um, the boys call him the freak. Um, he's just phenomenal with some of the things you can do. Um, I think last year he ran 100, 100K. Uh, but anyway, he, um, he uh, one time he, um, he what, just won a premiership. I can't remember where. Then he's gone on footy trip. I think he was up at the Wanderers or North NT Thunder maybe. Um, then he's gone on footy trip. He's got back from footy trip. Um, I think he went over to Thailand. He got back on the Tuesday. Um, hadn't done been for a run for for ages. Um, goes for a run on the Wednesday night and then decides to do I think his first marathon on the Saturday. Um, after all that, like he's just a unbelievable specimen. That bloke. He is. He is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, both. Couldn't thank you enough for coming on. Um, uh, can only echo what Strut said and have looked at your story and seen your story from afar and you are an inspiration to many people, I'm sure, across Gippsland and, and much wider within both inside the footy community and outside, mate. So, look, thank you very much for your time. We really appreciate it. And uh, if footy gets back going, good luck for the, the rest of the season. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, lads. And, and just shout out to everyone at the moment. You know, um, lockdown 6.0, it's yeah, you know, we're used to it now, but uh, yeah, this one probably hit me a bit harder than other ones. It's going, oh, here we go, here we go again. Um, so just share that to everyone, and um, yeah, make sure you're looking after yourself and and, and doing things to um, yeah get yourself in the best space possible. And and you're not alone in, in your in your struggles. Um, a lot of people doing it tough, and uh, we'll get through it though. That's it. Thanks, mate. We right, have had a cheese. See ya. We have had a text here, Strut. Uh, congratulations on the new show. And they actually really love the deep, soothing tones of your voice, apparently. So there you go. Jeez, that would be about the only one person in the world that does look most soothing <laughs> tone. Um, I wonder who actually wrote that in. No, don't know. Beautiful. All right, we are heading to the news. We will be back shortly. And we have Katani President Tani Rodder joining us. Live across Gippsland on SEN Track 91.9 FM. Welcome to the Gippsland Footy Show. Welcome back to the Gippsland Footy Show. 
I'm Cameron Fan, and with me is Damon Strutt Healy. Strutt, we've got some text. Remember to keep your text coming through, people. 0499 736 736. Uh, you can also find our page on the SEN app. Just search Gippsland Footy Show on the app, and you can listen to all our episodes on there. Usually they're uploaded later in the afternoon. And we have another guest with us, Strutt. Uh, is he on already, or are we waiting well, for him? We uh, have got Tanny, who is from Katani Football Club. He's a president. He's a he's a premiership player, premiership player in the Alberton League for Stony Creek, I believe. Bit of a club legend down there. So it'll be good to speak to him. Good to speak to him shortly. No, it will be. He's um, a ripping knacker. I've had a few beers with him at a Bucks party, and he was um, he was quite fun to be around. Um, I did with that previous text that came through earlier. Um, I did research the number and I know who it was so thanks for the message Frank um, but yeah and obviously um, apparently we didn't get switched over at live so we'll talk between ourselves with um, no one listening I guess that's we're just, nice we're nice. just chewing the fat we do plenty of that anyway don't we beautiful so I think we do have Tanny on the line now mate so Tanny welcome to the show okay how you going yeah good mate good how are you how are you going without footy at the moment Oh look, it's yeah, it's a funny old year, isn't it? It's um, definitely not we what we want. It's um, a bit quiet, and uh, we'd much rather be out there having a kick of the footy. But you know that's life at the moment, so it, it definitely, definitely uh, could be worse. Now, Tanny, I've got a question for you. I made some phone calls about you yesterday, and oh yeah, I <laughs> I'm not sure how this is possible, but I was asked. Um, what does Tanny do for a job? And I said, oh, probably a plumber or something like that. Bricky. Uh, are you seriously an aerospace engineer? Uh-huh. Uh, yes, I am, actually. Uh, funnily enough, and many people don't believe it, but, yeah, I was born with some brains and probably don't act like it most of the time. But, yeah, no, I've, I am an aerospace engineer, and, um, yeah, it's an enjoyable job, challenging at times, but, yeah, it keeps me on my toes. What made you get into that? It would have been a fair while at uni, wouldn't it? Yeah, I ended up five years at uni. Um, my old man's actually an engineer as well, so there's a fair bit of uh, a push from, from that side. He was a, a, metallurg- a metallurgist, a, a material engineer, so he used to take me to air shows and things when I was a bit younger and sort of found a bit of interest in, in aerospace and ended up going to uni for, for five years and now been working in the job for... I know another five, five or six years. So yeah, it's going all well. It's very impressive, mate. Now Strut's just reaching for a dictionary to work out what half of those words were. So we will get back to footy. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you want to do you want to tell us a bit about yourself? Um, sort of what you've done, where you're at now. Obviously, you've been at Catania a while, but I believe you had some time at the Alberton League as well. Um, yep. Yeah. Do you want to give us a bit of a review of oh, yeah, what sure. you've done? <laughs> Yeah, no problems. I'll, I'll probably cop it from the boys for talking about myself too much, but <laughs> that's um, the whole point of this start, show, mate. Yeah, <laughs> I did start at Katani uh, Juniors way back. That was my first year of playing. I think it was in the the under seventeens uh, at the time. It was, and I had a mate who their team, the team was struggling for numbers, so thought I'd go down and have a try at footy, and actually enjoyed it a lot. And um, Thought, yeah, I'm you know half decent, or at least I can win the ball. Not necessarily kick the ball straight, but I can win the ball, and really enjoyed it. So I stuck with it, and I ended up going to Garfield after that for a year um, in the under 18s, and then I went over to Stony Creek for five or six years. I had a couple of mates who played down there. That was in the Alberton League, 
um, yeah, enjoyable time down there. Really good club, Stony Creek, and a, you know, a small little town, good atmosphere, and we were very fortunate enough to to win the flag in 2019, which was um, a real highlight. I think the club hadn't won a flag for you know 40 odd years before that, so it was really a highlight in the in the the area down you know just past Lee and Gaffer there. So um, after that, I returned back to Katani. Still had a lot of mates there. Um, and that was always a plan to go back and, and have a kick at Katani. So I've been there, I think, for the last 10 years now. And you know, we've had our up years and our, our down years. And 2017, we were fortunate enough again to, to make the grand final and win the flag. And I you know, had a, a pretty nice win over the Dusties there by one point at Warrigal. So it was a memorable day out there as well. Um, after that, it was... The next year, the president decided to step down. He, he That was his second go at it, Peter Duff. So he, he sort of wrapped up his time as president and the, the vacancy was there and there wasn't too much interest, to be honest, at the time. So I thought, why not? I'll um, put my hand up and, and give it a go and, and stepped into the role. And I've been in the role as president for the last, I think, four years since then. So three or four years, yeah. But, um, but no, it's been a, a pretty good pretty good sort of footy career i've played at a couple of really good clubs and, and won a couple of flags so you know that's all you can ask for as a footballer yeah absolutely now obviously i'm not a west gippsland local mate so i actually find it very hard to get dirt on people but i've managed to get some on you so one of my oh, good yeah. friends actually played in the 2017 premiership with you and he told yep. me that one of the first initiations he had to do at katani was sit down and watch your highlights from the stony creek premiership <laughs> Apparently, you play that every new player is required to watch them before they're allowed to play for Katani. True or false? Yeah. I'd like to find out who the player is, but there is some truth about it. Um, (laughs) I I did have a a pretty good game at at the Stony Creek game. I ended up getting the best on ground. So there was a video that someone put together, and uh, many a late night the video's got to play. Um, I think it's had about 2,000 watches and it's probably had 1,950 with me watching and showing other blokes. So, <laughs> it's, um, But yeah, no, we, we have a bit of a laugh about it and, you know, it, it was a bit of a highlight. I actually got a couple of kicks that day. So, yeah, it is, it's good fun showing the younger boys as they come through. Got to enjoy them, mate. Now, Tony, I just want to quick, quick talk about that goal after the siren because I just got a personal message from um, Pup so, an aerospace engineer, that explains how the footy went through the goals. So, uh, t- tell us all about it. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so it was, a, it was a rough old game, really, a bit scrappy. And, you know, it was Yarrigan and, and us aren't going too flash hot this year. So, it was a game that we really wanted to win. And, you know, we started off pretty well, came out strong in the first. And to their credit, they came back in the next three. And I think they hit the lead at about the the 17 or the 18 minute mark and uh, I, I know what I was feeling that like, the game was lost they were up by four or five points and it's um, with, with about a minute to go I think we had a the coach DB kicked it out of full back he just kicked it long I think there was a contest someone picked it up and kicked it long again to our forward 50 and I just ran out and tried to take a mark and I think my opponent sort of pulled my jumper so I got the free kick and I reckon in the back of my mind I knew that there was about 30 seconds to go and I was still 65 out at the time, so there was no way that I was going to be able to kick a goal from there. And strangely enough, one of the opponents ran through the mark, straight through, as obvious as, as all daylight, and it was a 50-metre penalty. So 
the umpire sort of called the 50 back, and as we were walking over to the mark, the siren went. Um, yeah, pretty nervous, obviously, and, you know, it was... I was more worried about letting the boys down and that they wouldn't let me live it down if I, ever, if I missed it, because I was dead in front, about 20 metres out. Uh, you know, I had every single Yarragon player around me screaming at me, but sort of just walked up and, and kicked it through. It was a pretty simple kick on any other day, but, you know, to win a game after the siren, it was... Yeah, it, it, you got a million things running through your mind. But luckily enough for me, it, it did go through the middle. So it was a pretty good night that night to say. And we had a few VBs, that's for sure. Well done, mate. And the foot, there was on, that was on tape as well. So you've got more to, more to show now. You can <laughs> add that one to the highlights. Um, yeah, fresh, fresh batch of the boys coming next year. They'll yeah. <laughs> now, obviously, as you mentioned, when you ran through, you've been part of some successful times at Katani. Um how do you go f- with it now that you, you guys are obviously struggling a bit? Um, sort of what are the steps that you guys as a club are taking to get back to, you know, the heights of 2017? Yeah, it's, you know, it is important to, to keep in touch with the top five and make sure that you are uh, getting the reward for all the effort you're putting in. So it is important for us to start climbing back up the ladder. And we know that, after 17 and 18, we made the finals there and we had an older team. So we had a few boys ended up retiring. A couple of guys went to other clubs and, you know, that type of thing happens. So we always knew in our mind that we're on a bit of a rebuild. Um, we were actually fortunate enough to win the 2017 under-18s um, grand final that year as well. So we had a good bunch of young kids coming through and, and a lot of those kids now have stuck by the club and, and they're playing in the senior side. So... We're putting a lot of emphasis this year, especially into the young kids, and, and you know every club should be re- looking at recruiting at this point in time as well. So we certainly are looking at recruiting a few. Um, but Katani is a small town. I'm not sure if you've been through it. You you drive through it and you blink and you miss it. So we do have to to rely on that team ship, you know, the mateship and the team and and getting blokes to come because they want to be there rather than just paying out big dollars. You know, with pretty small club, not a, not a big budget. So we focus on recruiting the right people. We always try to get mates to bring mates along because then we know that they fit in and, and just put emphasis on those young kids. So a lot of the young kids coming through, pretty exciting. And, and yeah, looking forward to having them at the club for, you know, the next 10, 15 years. Yeah, perfect. And look, you mentioned it there, like Katani, you blink and you miss it. And I know out that way there is a couple of strug- a couple of struggling clubs at the moment. Do you, And it's, it's obviously hard for you to say because you're embedded in one club. Do you think it's hard for, you know, there's three or four clubs out that way are pretty, it's basically a stone's throw from each other, are all small communities. Do you think it's viable still having all those clubs out there? I think it is. Uh, I, I definitely agree that it's not the most ideal situation. You know, I drive home from Katani, I don't live too far away, and just, just outside of Garfield, and you can actually see the lights on a Thursday night from the four clubs that are around us in, in Coraline and Garfield and Bunyip and then ours. You know, we really are a, a, a stone throw away and then Kuirup and Lang Lang are just down the road. So, look, there is a lot of growth out this side of, of Melbourne um, and we do, you know, we're close enough to be able to reach into that pool where there's players coming from the, the Pakenham area and then also the Kuirup area. Um, you know, we still are lucky enough to get some from the Druin area, but they seem to go to clubs around Druin. Um, you know, I, from what I've seen, clubs, you know, you have your ups and your downs, and it is good to see a couple of the clubs around us starting to have some up years. 
um, will definitely be up there. But yeah, I think I think there's room for all of us at the moment for sure. Uh, Tony, one thing I'm interested in is the Pumpkin Award. Where where did that come from, and how did that evolve? <laughs> oh, the pumpkin, the famous pumpkin. We have a, a bit of a cult hero down at the, or cult figure down at Katani, Big Briser, Brian Edwards. He's been our secretary for the last 10 years. He actually finished up this year. We've got a new secretary on board. But Brian, he works at, um, manages one of the farms out at Kuirup. And one time he brought a few pumpkins along. And this was a couple of years ago now. And, and he, he goes, oh, I brought these pumpkins. Not sure what to do with them, but maybe we can give them away or, you know, cook them up. And we thought, no, we'll get an award with the pumpkins. And it was a bit of a joke at the time, and, and we handed out a couple of pumpkins, and it wasn't necessarily the best on ground. It was probably leaned more towards the worst on ground originally. Uh, but uh, this year we thought, why not? We'll um, we'll get the pumpkin going, and it's now one of the the top five awards. I, I can't think. I don't think it's the best on, but it, it's certainly someone that does something special in the game. They get the pumpkin, and you get your photo with the pumpkin, and yeah, you're pretty. You know, nice little award to get. So it is a bit of a joke, but yeah, people love it. So we keep it going. No, I think it's a brilliant award. It, it, it gives you something to talk about, like especially if <laughs> yeah. like, I've never been to the rooms there or anything like that and seen it being handed out. But I think it's brilliant. Um, yep. <laughs> how how's DB going this year, mate? And is, are you looking at keeping him on for next year? I know he's obviously been a really good footballer in his day and obviously knowing him a bit through cricket he's a really nice bloke who I'm sure can galvanise a group pretty easily um, is he going to stick around and coach again next year? Yeah yeah, you hit the nail on the head he is a, a bloke that brings people together you know I, I've got a lot of respect and I know the, the whole club does as well as all the boys have a lot of respect for DV so yeah we have reappointed him for, for next year uh, which we're pretty excited about and, and he's you know, funnily enough, he started his career out of Katani as well, way back in the under-13s or, or something. So it's good to have him, you know, committed to the club. And he's got a couple of young kids who love being around the club as well. But, no, we think he's the right man um, to take us forward. He's had another stint at coaching when he was a bit younger. And even he said he was probably a bit young at the time. He's a bit more mature now and, and got a pretty level head. So we're pretty excited to have him on board. And, and he's building a, a couple of blokes around him to support him for next year. Um, but yeah, DB is a, a great man. I, I don't, don't know many people that would say a bad word about him. So, so is that an exclusive for us that he's re-signed? Because I haven't seen that come up in your social media or anything like that. Yeah, that's an exclusive, just for you. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, oh, we, we go, actually... Strut, we've got something. <laughs> 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 yeah, we, we haven't announced it yet. Um, it's been discussed amongst the committee, and it, we, we have spoken to him. But no, you're right, we haven't we haven't formally announced it. So there you go. Hot off the press. Oh, well, you better put that up on the Facebook page um, yeah. later on, on today. Yep. Um, <laughs> look, Tanny, thank you very much for joining us. Um, really appreciate it. Obviously, we did have a little bit of dirt, so it's always always good to uh, stitch up a little bit. But uh, thanks very much for yep. telling us a uh, little bit about yourself. And, yeah, good luck for the future with Katani. Hopefully, you just turn things around in the near future. No, cheers. Thanks a lot, guys. It's, uh, it's great to to come on on with you guys and, and actually put a bit of uh, a spotlight on Katani. We are a tiny little town, so we, we do love getting a bit of attention once in a while just to remind everyone that we are out there. And, and yeah, looking forward. Hopefully we can get back and, and have another game or two this year. It's, it's looking pretty unlikely, um, but we'll, we'll wait and see how we go. But, yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks, mate. Tani Rodder joining us there for a chat. We'll be back to wrap up the show after this on the Gippsland Footy Show.
live across Gippsland on SEN Track 91.9 FM. Welcome to the Gippsland Footy Show. Welcome back to the Gippsland Footy Show. I'm Cameron McFan and with me is Damon Strutt Healy. If you want to keep your text coming through this morning, number is 0499 736 736. You can also find our page on the SEN app. Just search Gippsland Footy Show on the app and listen to all our episodes. Strutt, been a great show with both of our guests, a couple of fantastic people who are involved in Gippsland Footy. Um, particularly Bo, I find very inspirational person. Tanny, obviously, like all clubs, have a, a just lifeblood of your, your footy clubs, I think. Yeah, I mean, they do great things, both of them, for their respective clubs and community. I mean, Tanny's obviously still playing senior footy and the president of a club, like a bit like Tex last week, um, secretary playing. It's good to see, you know, young people doing it. That's, you know, what there's plenty of people that have been doing some of those jobs for 30 years and it's good for the next people to come in and do those jobs. So... I mean, they're two good leaders in the, our community, in the community. Yeah, absolutely. Now, where were you going to be playing today? Uh, we were meant to be playing Neerham at Neerham, which, you know, normally I'd be, because I'm playing twos footy, I'd be straight in the car, straight up to Neerham, and probably have about five minutes to get ready. But um, the ADFL decided to change us. We were meant to be playing at home, but apparently Alan Baker played too many home games, so we had to play, would have been Neerham twice at Neerham. That's all right. They've got a good deck. I've seen Alan Banks' deck this year, and I'd rather be playing it near him. Yeah, I don't like playing it near him. I did my ACL up there a few years ago. Yeah, okay. So. so that was a bit of a PSA to uh, Ragger again as well, because you have told us all week that you played pretty bloody well in that practice match last week. So straight into finals and wanting a senior spot, I think, Ragger, if you're listening. Because um, we played a practice match last week, uh, twos v seniors, and they kicked a lot of points, so... I was counting all my kick-ins, so, you know, if you have 25 kick-ins, that's 25 touches. Jake Lloyd does it every week for Sydney. (laughs) You can do it for Allen Bank. He's pretty handy on the old super catch, Jake Lloyd. Yeah. um, What do you got on for the rest of this afternoon, mate? Just sit on and watch some Netflix or something? Yeah, sit at home. That's about all you can do, isn't it? Yeah. So, a bit different. I was due to rush off to Mafra today. We had a massive game, but not to be. Not to be, so. And we're at Mafra on the ladder, and you guys? Uh, they're seventh or eighth, uh, seventh, I think. Yeah. So they, I don't think they could have reached us now, but it's really going to come down to whether we can get a round game or not, and what happens, whether Terrell can make it or us. So yeah, it'll be interesting, but it's just a shame, as as we said at the start of the show, for for those on the radio that heard it and those on the app, I don't think heard it was. Yeah, it's just a shame that we can't be playing footy full stop, really. Yeah, I mean, do you think they'll end up being finals? Are they going to call it? Or like, I'm a positive person. I'm hoping we we do play, but you know. Well, I'm a negative person, straight. Yeah. I don't think we will. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, anyway, thank you for another episode of the Gippsland Footy Show. Coming up on SEN Track Latrobe Valley Trackside with Paddy Gashane, <laughs> David Taggart, and Simon O'Donnell. Thank you for listening to the show, and we'll see you all next week.